Hey everyone, we're just waiting for it all to connect. I'm starting to live here soon. Uh, thanks for joining us. Give it just a second. And uh, like I said, we'll be starting here soon. Just making sure all this is uh, set up correctly. Making sure YouTube telling me everything is all right. Um, and we'll start this weekly uh, financial update uh, for what is it? I don't even know the date, 9-16, 2022. There you go. I'm still in like 2018 right now. Um, but welcome, welcome to the live event. Everything up is running, we're ready to go. Um, like I said, we started doing this uh live about a week or two ago. We roll out our, our weekly blog too, so the video is there, the podcast version is there. I'll put a link to it in the comments uh on YouTube if you're watching and you're not uh subscribed to the channel. Make sure you subscribe, hit the notification button that way you are notified every time we go live with our weekly updates. We also go live with other things too, upload videos, all that fun stuff. Uh, let's dive into it. We, we talk about student loans, investments, and mortgages, or home buying, or home ownership. Every week, give you guys some updates. We've got some big ones, big, big, big ones this week, especially when it comes to student loans, okay? And I'm going to talk about this one um, second it's about ref people that refinanced. You're going to want to share this with all your friends um, because they might be able to get a lot of money back. Okay. Before I get there, though, the first piece of news that I want to announce on student loans is slowly the administration is starting to roll out how this whole loan forgiveness thing is going to happen. Um, so this is the first of three pieces of news that I want to share. Uh, first one is, and I got this question a lot, on the $10,000 in forgiveness or $20,000 in forgiveness, how is it going to be applied? Meaning um, if I have multiple student loans, because most of us have like five to 20 student loans, they're all at different interest rates, all that type of stuff. How are they going to do it? Is it all going to just be across the board or what's going to happen? The Department of Education said that what they're going to do is those of you that don't have any late fees or anything like that, just regular accounts, they're going to apply it to the highest interest rate loans first. That's a good thing. Government finally got something right. And say, so, okay, so again, I'm going to repeat that. The 10000 to $20,000 in forgiveness, whatever one you get is going to go to targeting the highest interest rate loans first. So that's the first piece of news. The second out of three pieces of news, this is the big one. Okay. If, and this applies to you if you refinanced during COVID. So if you refinance your federal loans and you no longer have them, um, and, and actually this applies if you have less than $10,000 in loans too. Okay, and I'll touch on that in a minute. But what this rule says that the government just came out with is that you're going to be able to get a refund. So I'm going to touch on it first with people that didn't refinance, and then I'm going to touch on it with people that did refinance. Okay, so like if you owe, like going into COVID, so March 2020, if you owed like $15,000 in, in student loans, and let's just say you pay them off, so you owe nothing now you will still get $10,000 in forgiveness. And if you had a Pell Grant, you would actually get $15,000 because that's how much you had going into COVID. Now, let's just say you had like 15 grand again and you paid it off and you have like $5,000 left. You get $5,000 forgiven plus $5,000 in a refund. So they're going to be giving out refunds. Now, why is this such a big, big deal to people that refinance? So you went from a federal loan to a private loan, and you did so after March of 2020. Okay, this is massive, 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 massive. The government doesn't know how you paid off the loan. They don't know if it came from your bank account and you paid it off, 
or if it was a refinance loan and, and the refinance company paid it off. All they know is that your federal loan was paid off after March 2020. So what does that mean? If you refinanced into a private loan after 2020, March of 2020, so now your federal loans are at zero. You can fill out the application for forgiveness in mid-October when that comes out. And you will get refunded either ten dollars or $20,000. That's the way the rule looks as of right now. Now, they may come out with some weird detail in a month or now from now that says, no, you can't do that. But as of right now, they issued out this information about a refund. I got to assume that that applies to, to anybody that paid off their loans. Again, it doesn't matter. So again, I'm going to repeat this because this is massive for those of you that refinanced after March of 2020. Okay. You went from a federal loan, you refinanced everything and it went into a private loan. So now you have $0 in federal loans. Technically, that's a paid off loan based on the Department of Education, the way they worded it. You can still get a refund. So you can have your private loans and you fill out this application in October for forgiveness and you get $10,000 refunded back to you. And you can use that now to pay off your private loan. Or if you had a Pell Grant, you're going to get $20,000 back and you can use that to pay off your private loan. Okay. So big, big, big piece of news there again. That's as of right now. We'll see what happens uh, over time with all these guys, like with any new rules they come out with. But right now, if you refinance your federal loans, it's a big piece of remember, if you refinance your federal loans, okay, in October, fill out the application. Worst case they're gonna do, tell you no. Fill it out, I think you're gonna get it, okay? Now, that's the second piece of information. Again, the first one had to do with how they're gonna be applying the loan forgiveness. The second one is this refund, especially to people that refinanced into a private loan after COVID started, that's the big one. The third one, okay, we have been talking all this time and saying, if the loans are forgiven, right? The 10,000, if it works. And those of you that read our monthly updates or weekly updates or follow us on, on our blogs or podcasts or live chats and all that type of stuff, you've heard me say this multiple times. I don't think it's going to actually happen. Actually, I'm kind of 50-50 because I believe it was illegal. So there's going to be a lawsuit filed. It's just a matter of in a lawsuit, you have to prove that there's damages to you, that you were hurt by this $10,000. So I think that there will be lawsuits. I think it was illegal, but I think it's going to be very hard for somebody to actually say, this damaged me and that the courts are going to throw it out. Okay. Now, the update on that is, as of last week, no one had filed. In last week's updates, I had said that there's a number of parties that are looking at filing a lawsuit. They have said they're going to file a lawsuit. They're just trying to figure out which one has the best potential to be successful in court, okay? Since then, there has been one filed this week, okay? I don't think this specific one is gonna do, do anything. Mainly, it's an individual. It's not a group. So it's not like a school or anything like that. It's a individual. So it's very costly to, to take this all the way to like the Supreme Court and stuff. Um, but he's also a politician that's ran like three times and lost. And I think he's doing it to basically be like, see, and use it as a campaign type of thing. But the reason why I don't think it's going to work for this specific lawsuit is again, I'm not a legal scholar, so I don't know what's supposed to be in these pa like this paperwork, but I read through the 11 pages of whatever was submitted to the courts. And it was like 10 pages of like, you know, this is bad because it's unfair and this is 
bad because, you know, it's, it's, you know, causing inflation. And here's a study that's saying it's inflation. And basically it's like 10 pages of, of all that stuff. And then you get to like this little paragraph and that's where the guy claims how he was injured. And he claimed that he was injured because the federal reserve is going to have to aggressively raise interest rates to deal with inflation. And this is uh, an inflationary thing that the government's doing and that he's hurt because he has an adjustable rate mortgage and therefore the interest rate on his mortgage is going to go up and he's going to be, it's going to cost him. And it's like, that's such a stretch. First of all, the interest rate from the federal reserve and inflation was happening before this Plus, you're going down a slippery slope. All of a sudden, you're like, you're going to be getting lawsuits from people because the government took an action. And you and I mean, every action the government takes has a recourse summer. You're not going to be able to turn around and be like, oh, that specific policy was inflationary. Therefore, it hurt me. And I'm going to sue. It's like, come on. So the specific lawsuit that was filed, I think it's going nowhere, in my opinion. I think it's actually... Not going to get out of like the first quarter it goes through. I think it's going to just get thrown out. Again, I'm not a legal scholar. We'll see if I'm wrong, uh, but that's just my opinion on it. So those are the big three things um, with the student loans. Uh, the fourth one I'm going to put in. This is also I, I touched on this last week, but not that much. I'm going to touch on it again though with student loans with this whole forgiveness thing. Um, be prepared to pay state taxes on it. Okay, if it does get forgiven. Um, there's a list, I think, of like 13 states. I have it up in our blog, like Arkansas, Hawaii, California, Wisconsin, uh, Mississippi, Minnesota, Massachusetts, um, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Virginia, Wisconsin, West Virginia. Like they are going to be taxing the forgiveness. Um, those states all have stuff on the books to tax forgiveness. Some of them have come out and said, yes, we're taxing it. Other ones have not said anything yet. Bottom line is, assume you might have to pay some taxes on it. Okay, just to let you know. So that is what's on tap for the student loans, what's on tap uh, for investing in and housing. I'll start off with, with housing first. Um, those of you that you were on yesterday, we did our quarterly real estate update uh, with our friends over at Neo Home Loans. Uh, Josh Mattel uh, um, jumps on once a quarter with us, goes through everything that's going on. We talked a lot about like adjustable rate mortgages and everything. Just the update here. Mortgage rates hit over 6%. Massive, 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 massive. Other news, like I've been getting a lot of questions on this week. I did a live chat on this earlier, so I won't touch on it too much. But the use of adjustable rate mortgages is going up. So people are starting to panic and like, oh, like we tripled like the amount of adjustable rate mortgages this year. And it's like, well, it went from 3% to 10% uh, in terms of people using the adjustable rate mortgage. And it's like, yeah, we're going to end up in another 2008. It's like, oh. In 2007, 2008, adjustable rate mortgages made up like 35% of the loans, not 10. And the underwriting to get the adjustable rate mortgages was basically there was no underwriting. Like if you had a pulse, you can get one. So it's a lot different than, than it was then. Okay. Now, do I think housing prices are going to be going down? Yes. Um, which is a good thing. Makes it more affordable for our audience. That being people that are like 20 or 40 years old, you might actually be able to afford a house. Fantastic. That was the big thing, by the way. Home affordability is at the worst place it's been in like 47 years. Like that's, <laughs> that's horrible. Like when you combine at home prices with uh, interest rates, something's got to give. And I think both of them are going to eventually give. 
but that's the big news on housing is interest rates are creeping up and they're creeping up fast. They're up over 6% right now. Next week is going to be the big announcement. The Federal Reserve comes out with uh, how much they're going to be increasing the Fed reserve rate next week. So that we might see an even bigger increase in interest rates for mortgages. We might even see a decrease. Don't know. I have to stay tuned to next week's update. Investments, 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 investments. Um, market dropped significantly this week, basically cut out all the gains it had last week because of surprise CPI, meaning inflation was actually higher. No surprise there. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you can't time the market. I've done a couple live chats this week about like the recession going to be a lot bigger than what people are anticipating. I mean, I did one yesterday stating how like people like credit card debt in this country is the highest it's ever been, including 2020 when the economy literally shut down. Like we have more credit card debt now than then. Like it's not looking good, guys. Does that mean go out and sell everything you have to get out of the stock market, all that type of stuff? No, especially in retirement accounts because the long term. So if anything, like maybe make it a little bit more conservative if you know how to do that, um, you know, tilted maybe towards you know, some short-term type of bonds and that type of stuff. Like, so maybe make it a little bit more conservative, but still dollar cost average and everything because statistically it's very hard to time the market. And so you want to consistently have money going into investments. Um, so I wouldn't just shut down everything. Um, you know, like I used to tell people when I was in wealth management, and this was back in 2007, 2008, when I first started, people were panicking. The end of the world only happens once. If this is it, your money's going to be worthless anyways. If it's not it, when we come out of this, investments are going to go through the roof. So you want to make sure that you're investing. And that's why I said, keep your dollar cost averaging. If you want to move your allocation in your retirement, you can. I don't really like trying to time the market and do too much of movements and that type of stuff. Like if you can afford to take the risk, take, take some risk. If you can't afford it, you shouldn't be taking the risk to begin with. Right. So that, that's the way I view things on that. Um, and as always, if you guys got questions on on, um, you know, investing and all that type of stuff, let us know. Um, but that's, you know, pretty much the live chat that I wanted to come on, give you guys the updates with like the student loans and the investment world, what's going on there, the mortgage world that's going on there. If you guys need help building out your financial plans, you know, we have the technology at fitbooks.com. Go do that. With that, we will see you next week on next update. See you guys later.